Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Beth Guide, and I own Vertical Web, like Sabia said. Um, we are going to talk tonight about Christmas. I know it's not even Halloween yet, but we need to start talking about Christmas. Um, really, what I'm going to say to you is that everything that we, we're going to talk about tonight are things that you should already have in place. But if you don't, now would be the time to get ready for them because the Christmas season is going to start in about two weeks. Um, it continues to move up. It continues to move forward. Um, and it becomes that, you know, it, it, for an it, online retailer, you have to you have to really be ready for that to start happening and to start happening um, probably, like I said, within the next few weeks. So I want to talk a little bit about um, about all of this. Um, uh, so I, I, well, I do want to remind everybody that we don't, we don't typically put ads in the scroll and promotion prop for our products. That's, that's not what this clinic is for. And I am trying to remove them, um, as they, as they happen. So if, if we can, we have never had a policy of putting ads. If you want to introduce yourself and say what you say, your business, my business name is, but we don't put specials and promotions in the scroll. So I, I'd appreciate if we could refrain from doing that. Um, and I'll get rid of this one too. Um, the person that did it second did it because the first person did it. So I, I just saw, we know I'm answering a question on that. So with all of that said, let me continue to go forward. So we have several areas that I want to talk about and I want to talk about how and where we can use AI to help some of these functions as well. Um, we're in a whole new world now and um, even Google themselves can't really decide um, you know, how they want to process AI. One day it's bad, one day it's good, one day we're going to penalize for it, one day we're not. Um, so we we live in a very um, uh, fluid time, if you will. Um, um, so with that said, um, Sabia, as we do not put ads, we've never put ads in this clinic for businesses, do we? I mean, you you this is not something that we've done in this particular group. Yes, uh, we don't promote okay. any businesses over here. It's all about the clinic, and we request everyone to, um, you know, uh, give their attention to what has been taught in the clinic. Yeah. All right. Thank so, you. I mean, that's I, no no I don't, um, so. Thank, thank you. John also works for Square. I, I just want everybody to not think that we're not doing this. It's just, I don't want, you know, it's, it's, I need questions. We get a lot of questions and I don't really have the room or the bandwidth to be able to have, to have to weed through ads to find everybody. Um, we also are taking up valuable time talking about this. So I, if we could just, you know, kind of cut it, that would be good. Um, all right. So with that, with that said, uh, I think that's your setting, John, uh, if you wanted to do that, um, I think, let me see if I can, is that, well, that's not me. Let me see. I don't know. I don't, I, I think it's my sake. Anyway, it doesn't matter. All right. So with that said, um, so I want to attack this from your website, your email, your online marketing. I want to, I want to touch this across, across all aspects of your business. Um, and, and the first place that I do want to start is making sure that your website is up. It's running. Um, I know we've we've talked a lot about WordPress and not WordPress. Um, if your website's in Wix, Weebly, Squarespace, now is not the time to go be changing anything. Uh, I, I would suggest to leave it for the moment and get through uh, December 1st and then start to look at what you want to you want to do with that. I know we've talked about platforms quite a bit. It's um, a little bit late in the game to worry about whether Google's going to actually find you 
uh, organically. So we need to kind of have some strategies. If you don't have that placement already, we need to say, what are we going to do for 2020? Um, what are we going to do from for 2020, you know, 2023 Christmas holiday season? So the first thing I want to do is I want to I want to say to you that you want to make sure that you have your website set up, that it's clear what you do. Um, if you are selling a product, great. Those products, we need to have strategies for them. And we'll talk through some of those. If you're selling a service and you want that service to be uh, provided and, and you want to do something special with it, a lot of businesses have started coming up with holiday promos for this time of the year that even though they're a service, whether they be an accountant, a lawyer, a doctor, they come up with special services that can be provided um, for this particular time of the year. And I would encourage everybody to start um, getting on it immediately to try to get stuff up and, and running um, as fast as they can. Um, so this person says, my website is still under construction. Um, you know, that we, you need to have something there. So something is better than nothing um, because it does allow you ways to do it. If you have no website, your website's missing, I would recommend making sure that your Google My Business profile is, or your, your what is it, Google Business now, is your profile is set up um, and that it is at least optimized for the local Houston market. Um, I, I think that we want everybody to make sure that they do that. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, let me, let me kind of um, share my screen here and let's kind of hop into this a minute. Uh, and you'll have to forgive me. My I have a new computer and it is very unhappy with my camera. And I'm not really sure why that is. So I'm kind of having to kind of struggling. I don't really quite know why it's having the troubles it's having, but let's see what we've got here. Let me see where Safari, Safari. Here we go. Um let me see. Open system just for some reason it's giving me a big trouble about doing this here tonight one second so i can let's see if they'll let me do this now so i apologize we have a little technical difficulty going on here tonight we don't normally have that so um, this whole the whole problem that I'm having with my screen is a bit uh, it's been a strange problem. Anyway, we're going to talk about Google My Business and Google My Business profile. And if and if I can't get my computer to work, we can't get my computer to work. But uh, we will go right around it. Um, so one question I see here already it says Go GoDaddy's artificial design intelligence seems to work pretty well. My thoughts. My thoughts are that. Um, I'm going to kind of give you the short version of this or the shortest version that I can give you. And this is pretty much going to be my standard answer on this across the board. All right. So the issue that I think we, we're going to see with AI is that it regurgitates information that exists somewhere else in the world. It doesn't have a unique thought at this point. So if I want to rank on a search engine and I want to be part of a search engine and I want Google to put me in a number one position, what ends up happening is Google comes back 
and says there is no unique content in this page and therefore we're not going to go ahead and give you um, any credit for it. And therefore, especially these smaller sites, they're getting hit left and right and they're actually getting deranked. So what I would say to you guys is that although AI is alluring, it's easy to use and it may be something that we want to we want to consider. I'm going to kind of say to you guys that you need to make sure there's something unique in it. It is not going to take a place of you um, putting something up. It's always going to it's always going to have a problem for that. Um, and then what's going to, what's going to be is if you do not bring something new to the table, they are not going to give you a position. And I mean, it, it, it pretty much is that, that simple, although it, it sounds like it should be actually harder than what it is. It, it, it's really that, that simple. So Beth, we have uh, another question. You, in you have to go really far and wide. And if I could get my screen sharing on, I will show you exactly what I'm telling you. Um, with the AI, uh, software. Uh, that's out there. Um, you can um, what they what they'll tell you is that you know you can go in, you can you can do whatever you want and act however you want, and you know that all becomes the primary. Hold on one second. When I get this, actually, what I'm going to do is just shut the big screen off. Beth, we have some more questions in the chat. It should clear this all out. trying to get this all cleared out. I've been working on this for over an hour here. So I do apologize for that. Beth, can you hear me? So it just, my whole everything is going bananas. There we go. Let me see. Uh, Beth, we have some so more questions said, in the chat. Let me see if it'll do it now. Yep, it will. Okay, we got it. Yeah. Yeah, your screen, Beth. We don't see your screen. Safari, share. Okay, so the first step place I want to do and I want to touch on is I want to talk to about Google My Business um, because I think for those of you that don't have a website, this is a good place to start. So if you go to Google um, and you type in the name of your business, so we can go to actually go Google, google.com forward slash business. It's going to come up. You're going to sign into your Google account. Let me sign into a Google account um, and let me change the Google account because this is the wrong one. And we're going to use the one I have because it's just going to be a nightmare. So if we come, let me try a different account. I'm trying to get a different account going here. Let's see, sign in, next. <clears throat> Again, let's do that next. Okay. All right. So if I go, so once you're logged into your account, you can go to, you can Google the name of your uh, website and I will, or your business and not a website. You notice I'm skipping the doing it from Google and everything else. I'm Googling it. I'm not putting in. want it to search Google. And when it does, it's going to bring up my profile. So a few things that I want to make sure that you know to do. Make sure you have your, your name and your address correct. Make sure that you have a picture of the front of your building. 
and make sure that you have 100% of your profile filled in. Um, you wanna make sure that you see, we have, we have our clinics listed here. We have our websites listed here. We have our reviews lifted here, listed here. Um, everything that we have runs right off of this, um, this interface. Um, if you put us in on the west side of Houston, we'll we'll come up within the first three spots. So anybody that's locally looking for something that we offer will show up um, here. No, Sabitha, I cannot hear from you. I, I cannot hear you. I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Yes. Okay. Now I we had a question uh, in the chat. Someone said, should the special be up on the website or just ready for slightly? No. I would I would have it ready. I, I I think it's too early now unless you have something that you really really want to do, um, or something along those lines. I, I I think I would not touch it now, but I would make sure I had my graphics ready. I would make sure that I had my creative ready. Um, any any product overflow, anything I had, I would make sure that I have all of that. And as I'm saying this, I'd also make sure I have an email list of all my customers. And I have something like a MailChimp. I was going to kind of talk about this later, but no time for like the present with this question. I would say I would make sure that I have a mail list set up, that I have a mail list of all my customers set up, that I have a way to distribute. Now, I'm a big MailChimp believer far more than I am a um, constant contact person. Um, but I, if it was me, what I would, what I would be looking at or looking to do is I would be making sure that at this point in time that I had everything up and going and ready to, to put out what I needed to put out. Um, and now is the time to do it because you may find that you want to do a pre black Friday sale. You'll notice that black Friday is now like black November. It's no longer just black Friday involved. Um, that they're starting earlier and earlier. But I think you, as a small business owner, I know that so much of my day is shot with what, you know, what's going on, what customer needs, what, what fire needs to be put out that, you know, to come back sometimes and look at my own business and say, what do I want to do? You know, is, is a, is, is a, is a extra added bonus um, that sometimes, you know, you're the shoemaker's kid and you don't get your own shoes fixed. And that's, that's not an uncommon problem. So I would say carve some time out now and make sure that you are ready to go. So when you get to the day, whether you want to do black November, or you want to do black Friday, um, you want to do cyber Monday, whatever you want to do, I would take the time now to make sure it was ready to go. Um, I, I might consider doing something out on an email list now to make sure that that email list is out to go, ready to go, maybe do a, a preview sale, you know, or some type of interaction with your customers now. So I, one thing that I want to, I want to kind of say, cause I don't know how many people do this religiously, but when I, when I kind of start looking at how you should do things you should be touching your customers on a regular basis. You should be emailing them on a regular basis. If you have information to give them, you should be putting that out. Um, you should be more than, um, you should be proactively trying to reach out to your customers on a regular basis. And if you are not, what ends up happening, at least to my, to my mind, what ends up happening with it is the customer tends to forget. And then the next thing you know, somebody else is putting that information out to them. So I, I think it becomes something that we should proactively start to get in the habit of doing. Um, if you are using Squarespace uh, to build your website, 
if you are using Square as your merchant provider, and I'm not advocating either one of them because anybody that's heard me speak on a regular basis knows that um, that you know you um, you can't uh, you know just kind of constantly go at people. But if you and you've heard me speak, you know that I'm a big proponent of WordPress and and systems that are not platform based. Okay, so. I'm throwing that kind of out for a moment when I say um, I want it. Yeah, see, I, and John just said at least six to eight touches before a prospect buys. I'm going to tell you that Google says that number is now over 27 times. And the problem is there's so much noise out there that people, they can't, they can't really weed out through it. So they have to, they have to see, or they have to hear you a lot of times. Now, one thing that you could look at doing now, and I, I would actually support doing this is um, Google has their Google AdWords program, but the AdWords themselves that are, dis, that are the ads um, are ex very expensive. Um, but their Google display network is the network that follows you around the internet. So, you know, you go look at your car and the next thing you know, every website you go to has the car you went and looked at, okay? Um, and when you do, when that happens, what ends up happening is that brand starts getting brand awareness repetitively over and over and over again, because it's sitting out and coming up on all these people's websites. It is pennies on the dollar to do that. Um, so I would say if I had some extra, you know, change to go spend, I would set up possibly the Google display network and I would do it now so that the brand was a little bit more um, recognizable by the time you get to Christmas. Because if Google's saying it's 27 times, John says it's six to eight, I, you know, I, I actually think that number's up to 17 and they're now saying it's 27. If they're saying it's 27, it may be 37. Just think of how much information comes at you that you are um, basically um, just filtering out because there's just so much of it. So that that's the these are those problems that we have that we you know that we've got to overcome. Um, and this says, is this across all platforms? Yeah, I, I mean, yes, it is across all platforms, and that's why I'm. So what you could do is, and and you know, depends on what what your business is. Okay. So, but this is where reciprocally this works pretty well. Okay. There's a Facebook pixel. There's a Google pixel, Google tag manager that you can go set up. And then what ends up happening is that your website starts to get broadcast across multiple platforms. Um, and because it's being broadcast across multiple platforms, you know, you see it on Facebook, you see it on the web browser, you go to uh, weather.com and there's an ad for your bakery. Um, you can geo-target these pennies on a dollar as well. Um, and um, guys, can we please stop using this as a, I, I don't mean to be um, a problem here, but I, I really need to stay clear for questions and not for, because every time the screen moves, I lose my train of thought. So I really kind of need you to stop telling everybody who you are and what you do. Um, if you need, if you have a question, that would be great. That's usually what everybody uses this for. Um, so that would be fantastic. Uh, with all of that said, the Google Display Ad Network um, works very well to start to reinforce a brand because it's cheap. I think that's what's that's where even Facebook can be somewhat very expensive if you really started to get into it to be in. But if you're doing it so that you're you have brand awareness, 
um, one, it, it becomes a, a really good thing to be able to put that out there repetitively. And I think it's a good, a good approach, especially this time of year to start to just get that logo in front of somebody. So everybody should have a logo that's memorable. Um, everybody should have a logo that people want to, that people will see and will remember. Um, and, and anybody that's known me for a long time knows that I used to have SEO 411. When we changed the name of the company to Vertical Web, which I kind of felt describes better that we, we you know, traverse across everything, we kept the SEO 411 swish. I was really pretty adamant um, that we kept the swish and that we kept the 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 color red. So I, I kept the red in the vertical that matched it and the web kind of was the nod to the hosting company. So when I put it all together, I did it in a way that people already accepted it because they knew the swish. So we didn't lose much traction when we changed the logo because mostly everybody could kind of see that it was somewhat the same. And it was very deliberate and intentional. So every one of you should have a catching logo and a logo that that people would want to, that could see and they could look at it. Just like you look at mobile, you know, you look at Walmart, um, I, I know these are iconic brands, but you you basically look at them and, you know, you know, I I'd see the HCC logo. Um, I know exactly what that logo is when we see it. U of H. U H is just a red U and an H. If you don't if you're not familiar with things, but you look at that and you know that that what's that that's what that belongs to. Um, so, you know, try to make your appearance um, be memorable. Uh, make sure that you have, you know, a logo that, that kind of people that will stick with people, um, and people know who you are. Um, and because it's, it's really kind of important because again, we have to come and stand out above the noise that's out there in the, in the, in the internet. There's just so much of it now that we have a whole lot to compete with. Um, the national brands are down on our level. Um, we're being you know, contained into our own areas. So there's a lot of forces that we need to work with to get this out there. So as you're asking me, is it too soon? I don't think it's too soon to um, be able to uh, start down this road. John asked a good question. Is there any help designing a logo? I think that to, to, to design a logo, um, I'm going to tell you that go over to Canva and start there. I mean, I, I don't think that even if you have bad artistic talent, Canva makes anybody look good. Um, and I think that they have some templates over there um, and there's some things that you can start to look at that make them your own. Now, if you're a baker, don't go put ores in your logo because that makes no sense. So they have, you know, generic kind of uh, things that you can do to use it. I mean, you can pay, you know, there's places that you can pay for. Um, one person said Fiverr. I, you know, I, I always, I have a problem with Fiverr because I, and not so much on a logo end, but on a website end is because you have to give a level of access to somebody that you really don't know. Um, and this is a true story. I had a customer hired somebody out of a different country and they put a script on the website that, printed credit cards to Australia. So every time somebody put um, a credit a credit card number in and hit enter, it had it tied to the return key and the credit cards were actually printing on a printer in Australia. And then they were using those cards and stealing them. So I don't want to, I don't want to basically 
Um, I don't, I don't want to basically, you know, say, you know, Hey, don't do it, but I think you have to do it very sparingly. And I think you need to understand that there is a great risk, especially with the more access you give them logo, probably not going to kill you, but coding website design, any of that starts to get really dicey. So this says, does Google display network really allow your company ad to hit over 2 million websites? Yes. And this is where this is where I'm saying it's it's a good deal. So here's the thing. Now let let's talk about why that's two million websites. Um, and let's understand what that actually means. So you know there is a program inside Google that I can say I'm going to run AdWords on or um, display ads on my website, and they used to be able to pay us. So I if I had a watch site and I ranked number one on watches. And I had a, I had these display ads. So the mom and pops count just as much as the larger sites do. Just think about if I go to a car site, sometimes those car sites are funded by AdWords, um, excuse me, AdSense. Uh, and because of that, yes, it's 2 million websites. But really what I'm after is the display campaign ads on YouTube. Um, they put them across things like the knot. Okay, which is like, so if I was a, a travel agent or a vacation broker that did honeymoons, well, I would for sure participate in this program because simply put, um, the program allows me to get on the on the knot with an ad. So any place that you news websites, um, there's also the whole uh, outbrain web story that does all those sensationalized news stories that you see on the bottom. I, I'm not advocating that either. Don't misunderstand. But any place that you start to see uh, uh, ads on a website, that's where they're coming out of, is they're coming out of a Google display ad. And let me, this is an old website. I don't even know if it's really running anymore. So if it's not, we'll, we'll punt, but all right. So this is this would be one of the ones I'm talking about. So you see the ads are here on the side of the screen. And what they do is they go and they pull in from somewhere, um, you know, something. I don't I, don't, I guess I went to J. Crew or something weird because here's some strange sweaters that are showing up on mine. Um, oh, and this was another thing I went and I, I looked at, as I was looking at the Agatha Christie movie, the mystery in Venice or whatever the heck it is that's coming out. And now I have a thing here for Mike Epps at the Venetian resort. So they tend to tie things together somehow based on where you are and what you're doing. And anytime I hit a page here, this one says recommending house painters. Well, here they all are down the side. I went and looked at new sketchers. I looked at some t-shirts on this Temu thing on that. Um, I was trying to find some lights for my back patio. So here's some lighting and you can see that some places that I have. So that's what they're, that's where they're coming from. So this website runs Google AdSense and, you know, every time you click on those ads, you know, they pay the owner of that website. Um, you know, this website gets some kind of a kickback because somebody kicked on the, clicked on this ad, but they literally are pennies on the dollar. Um, and they're really a cheap way to do it. You can't really control them much more than to just put them there. But for you guys that are looking for a way to break into this or to get your brand out there, you can geotarget your ads, which means I, if I am West Houston only, I can make my ads show up in West Houston only. Um, if I'm an accountant firm and all I do is service the Heights, um, 
then what I would do is I would, you know, I would target the heights. I mean, so there's a lot of options for this that are low cost. And I think it's cheaper than a Facebook. Ad. In fact, I know it's face cheaper than a Facebook ad. And it's actually cheaper than Google's own ad AdWords program, which if I did, uh, let's just washer. My washer just overflowed about an hour ago, so I don't, we don't know what's going on with it. But so you see, I do washers. I've got these. These are paid for. They're expensive. And I'm competing with Lowe's and Home Depot and Best Buy and Lowe's again. So the, the moral of the, uh, no, yeah. So the moral of the story on some of this is that I don't have the dollars to compete with Lowe's and Home Depot. So I'm going to take the deep, cheaper um, display ad route on some of these other websites. You know, I'm sure if maybe if I go to, let me see if Todd. So sometimes these websites, you know, let's. Uh, Some of them sometimes have ads for other products on the bottom. So Tide is not running any. Um, so they're not they're not on the list. But um, yeah, they're not running any. So sometimes I go to vendors. I'm kind of surprised that some of the vendors that I see that run ads for other companies. Uh, one of the biggest ones that does it is Amazon. Um, Amazon's constantly running ads for other people on the on the on this situation. You said, I'm sorry, this is for AdSense. No, it is not for AdSense. AdSense is the program to the site owner. So if I wanted to put up a website and I wanted to sell those ads, I would go through the AdSense program. For you guys, what I'm advocating is going through the paid search program through their AdWords program, but using only the Google Display Network. Okay, don't use the actual AdWords, use only Google Display. Much more bang for your buck that way. Okay, so that's that's what I'm that's what I'm saying there because that will help with your brand awareness and people to know who you are and you know so on and so forth. Um, I will tell you that a majority of large businesses do ad retargeting, which is basically what I'm talking about over here. I'm talking about retargeting ads and. I've shown an interest in Infinity. When you go to Infinity, it drops a cookie on my website, says Beth Spend to the Infinity website. And then all of a sudden, everywhere I go from Facebook to Twitter to the to anywhere on the internet, all of a sudden, I've got ads for the new QX60 running all over the place. So um that's the that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff that we've got you know that we've got to look at and we've got going on so um i i think that's a good way for you to bring up um some material um and get get a jump on things so let's see what's the first step to building a website online well <laughs> choosing a web domain name would be i guess the very first thing um and then the next thing would be how do you intend to build it and every other month of the year, I'm going to tell you the only way to build it is WordPress. Um, right now, I do not want to advocate anybody running around and trying to build a website for Christmas 2023 because I just I think the time is way too short to have this happen. Um, it's it's really the horse is already out of the barn. So if you don't have a site now, um, I think you're a little bit late uh, to try to be starting it. 
So um, I, that I, that I will say. So, um, but the, then get a domain name, figure out how you're going to build it, figure out who your web host is going to be. Um, what I was going to say about Square as a vendor, as a merchant provider, merchant service provider. So anybody that takes Visa and MasterCard, they need a merchant service provider. So I, I would imagine most successful small business owners in the room know that they need to have a merchant service provider. So like we use AuthorizeNet, um, you know, Square would be one, uh, Stripe is one, um, PayPal has Braintree. There's multiple different providers out there at multiple different rates. And I really encourage you to shop your rate and, and shop your provider. But with that said, Square has done a very good job of integrating uh, tools in the backside of that of their merchant services that allows you to work on and with your customers. So what I'm what I'm talking about and what I mean when I say that is that if I have a merchant account in Square, um, I make the sale, and one of the things that may happen is that um, I get a thank you email that says, hi, thank you for your purchase. We're really glad you're now our customer. So that's pretty standard. Um, the next thing that you may find that Square may send out, and they have uh, tools that you can say, okay, two to three days after that package arrives, please go send an email requesting a review. So that's something everybody should have a program to ask reviews for their products at this point. Anybody has a product-based website or sells anything, if you do not have a review system, you're missing the boat. Um, so everybody should be actively soliciting um, reviews from every customer that they do business with. And that should be a standard product gets there five days later. We should be immediately be sending an email that says, hi, we see that you received your product. Please let us know how we did. Um, and if you're not doing that, you remember I told you you have to touch your customers quite a few times. Well, you're missing a touch point there that you went back and you asked them how you did. If there's a problem, it's an opportunity to make the situation better. Um, if there's not a if there's not a problem, um, and they they decide to give you a favorable review, um, it is it is a it is a good favorable review that you now have. So I those are those are good things that you want to be doing. You want to be asking for the feedback. Um, every customer and every person that you have, you should be doing that with. I, I think without exception, um, I think that is something that you should be you should be doing without exception. If you ask if you ask me, um, for whatever it's worth. So. Um, so that's the that's that piece of this that I would I would put out to you for that and say that that should be something that you should you should be considering what to do with. Um, trying to get my cursor back. Okay, so um, let's see. So we talked about that. If you're using WooCommerce without Square, um, there is a program called Automate Woo. Uh, that Automate Woo um, software will let you set up um uh touches the reach back out on a script in a timeline so this is do we want reviews enough to offer coupons to send in a review um okay so i'm going to give you the google says you're not really supposed to solicit reviews or pay for reviews and that could be interpreted as paying for reviews 
Um, however, I wouldn't put it on the internet and make it obvious that way. Um, but on the other, but on the other side of the coin, I would, I kind of would be thinking that maybe what I, what I want to do is I want to put, you know, I want to, maybe I would incentize it. Um, you know, I, I do see a lot of, a lot of people that come back and say, Hey, you know, you did a review. We'll give you, you know, $10 off your next purchase or something that's really against the rules. Um, that's, uh, if you kind of can tell from my attitude, my attitude kind of tells you, I guess, how I feel about it. Um, the other thing is if you're offering coupons, what you're doing is you're offering to let somebody come back to your establishment. So there is a definite benefit to coupons. The other thing I'm going to say is you have a opportunity. This kind of dovetails into something else. I want to, I want to say, I think some of this should be simple. It should be stupid, easy, simple to you, but on the other side of the coin, I think we don't think of it. I said this to somebody once and they told me, I don't know why I didn't think about it on my own. Um, so I'm, let's say I'm an e-retailer. So I sell stuff, I mail it out. Do I send it in a branded box or do I just send it in a brown box? Do I go in and put it, um, put some type of branding for my business in that box. So let's, let's talk through this scenario. I sell cigars. Um, and what I do is, and I don't sell cigars, but let's say I did, I sell cigars and at Christmas time, you know, I decide that, um, somebody decides they're going to go and they're going to buy their dad cigars. So they buy their dad cigars, they mail it to them. And inside there is a branded um humidor there may be a brand some branded coupons in there for a repurchase what it does is it takes that one gift and allows it to be re um to try to resell and actually up your customer base because the son or the daughter bought this for their father so the son or the daughter the original customer the father now may never have heard of this place and becomes a customer. So every one of you should be, as you're packing, standard packing material should not just be the packing slip. You should be putting something in there that incentivizes the next purchase. 15, you know, $15 off your next purchase, 10% off your next purchase, 25%. However you want to do that, that should be included in everything and anything that you do. Um, and in doing that, what ends up happening is you now have more touches and more reaches. And when you start to offer money off, people tend to throw those on the kitchen counter and keep them as opposed to, um, you know, just throwing them in the trash or throwing them in as part of the box. I mean, so you often will open something and there's a coupon in there for their next purchase. Um and that is why, because it gives me the opportunity to go back and make an additional purchase on any other item. Um, and it's allowing me to go out further. Uh, I often see that in stuff that is not Amazon fulfillment. There's been companies that I've picked up, um, Design Works. I love their paper, okay? And when I order something from Design Works and I order it through Amazon, I ordered it through Amazon. Great. Now, because I did that um, and they shipped it to my house, I get 
coupons from design works off their notebooks. Then the second I went and bought it from design works direct, they had my email address and now they're forever sending me coupons for it. So what started with a base Amazon purchase has moved me to go to directly to the vendor to do that because that vendor was smart enough to put the coupons in the book that I bought. So uh, as I'm as I'm saying these things to you as, as as you're looking for so your biggest influx of new customers should be starting to come this time of year. Now, again, if you're a small business and you sell um you know you're a watch repair person, um you know, it's not like you're going to have a long line down the front road for them somebody to come and repair your watch. But if you're a um you know, if you're selling watches, well, that's a whole different story. You always want to do something to give that and get in front of that customer. Um, and I think you need to be inventive in how you do it. I think you don't want to be a pain in the neck. Um, and I think that we are in a society now that gathers so much information um, about ourselves and what we do and what our likes are. I mean, it, it's kind of funny sometimes that you're just thinking about something. And the next thing you know, it shows up on your Facebook ads, you know? So, I mean, there's a, there's an ongoing joke there about that, that they're listening and, and, but you know, on some level, these mics are open, you know, you're saying something and the next thing, you know, it, it pops up on the screen and that that's pretty much, I'm sure I'm going to see Tide Pods for the next 30 days now because I went and looked at the Tide website. So I'm sure they now have me as a captured audience. So let's talk about that mechanism a minute. Um, everybody needs to have their Google Tag Manager set up um, to make sure that you're able to get that, that cookie placed on somebody's computer and that you can follow them around the internet um, and stalk them. Um, I think that's a, that's a big thing that we need to do. So you need to do that. Um, the other thing I'm going to tell you is where I started. I also told you to set up Google, my business. I'm also going to tell you to make sure that you have your analytics program set up so that you know where your traffic's coming from. Um, I got a question from a customer this morning that basically said, why did our traffic go up by 40%? And it's because somebody in their organization went and bought an extreme amount of, of ads and didn't tell anybody. But the only way I knew why it went up 40% and could isolate where it was coming from and how it happened was because I have my Google Analytics set up. If you set it up a while ago and you haven't gone back and visited it, you need to go visit it because they changed everybody from the old Google Analytics to what you know is being called GA4 now, which is Google, you know, the fourth generation of Google Analytics. Make sure that you have your website set up with that. Without fail, every person needs to have that. And let me tell you what else you can do. It'll start to capture your trends for your holidays. It'll start to track, you know, what your best sellers are. Um, and it will start to give you ideas of what is the best way forward in the next holiday season. So, um, for example, I have a, um, I have a, a website that sells uh, lighting and that website, um, it, I, I put some, I, I put some large commercial trees on it, uh, Christmas trees, and we put them on there. What we now know is that 20 foot Christmas trees sell. So what I end up, what I end up doing is I now know that because large commercial Christmas trees sell, um, 
A, I know what they are, but I also know that if I'm going to put money into something, I know that I'm going to go put it in against the 20 foot tree and not the 10 foot tree or the 80 foot tree. So um, that's, those are the type of things. Those are buying decisions for your business that you would have to make or vendor decisions. And then the other thing that I'm going to say that I do is if I know I'm going to sell 20 foot trees, I'm going to start backing up and putting my content out there that says, this is why I want to buy a 20 foot tree. Uh, why most commercial businesses feel a 20 foot tree is the best one to purchase. I am going to put content up that's going to start targeting that. Now, that kind of dovetails into um, the question that's up here is how can you use Google to filter our targeted audiences towards your product? Okay. And that's kind of what um, um you what you want, what you're trying to say is you have to, you're going to have to, if you're trying to do it organically, you got a big climb because you're against Starbucks and Folgers. All right. Because I think you were saying you are a coffee person. All right. Um, if you're talking about doing it through ads, that's sort of simple because you're just going to head, go ahead and buy the ads that talk about, um, that talk about, you know, um, coffee or buying coffee or coffee pods or whatever coffee you're offering there. Um, beyond that though, um, that, that question is so wide open. I mean, that's like what we talk about all the time, I guess, is how do we use Google, Google to bring a target audience to our product? The other thing I'm going to say too, is that, um, everybody, and you may have not, this may be a little bit more advanced than I usually do in this class, but I think I'm going to throw it out there. And for those of you that understand what I'm saying, great. And those of you don't, we'll do a class on this someday. Um, it's always a good idea to know who your audience is, okay? And they're called personas. And you, what you want to do is you really want to kind of sit down and you want to start looking at who are these people? What are these people? Um, you know, what is their age group? What is their demographic? What is their, uh, what is their income? What is their mobility? I want to know, okay, who I'm selling stuff to. So I'm looking at Tide, okay? There is always going to be the group of people that are going to want to get the Tide that they pour in the machine and that's how they put their washing detergent in. There's going to be the next generation of kids that ate Tide Pods and now understand that you don't eat them and you put them in the washing machine. I'm only kidding about that. But the reality is that I think the younger generation, they're happy with Tide Pods. Beyond that, what else I'm going to say is at 56 years old, you're not going to get me lugging a box of Tide into my house anymore and or a 10-gallon jug. I don't want to lift it. I like my little box of pods. I throw them in. I don't have to lift it. I don't have to lug it. So I understand how each one, you know, how each age groups would start to um, interact with something like Tide Pods. You're still going to have somebody that's in their 70s and 80s that think if you don't, they'll call it washing powder. And it's because that they use powder and they don't want to know anything about a liquid anything. And they sure don't want to know about concentrate or pods or anything. They're using their washing powder like they did in 1956. So if I was going to put up a page and I had a box of uh, flakes, you know, soap flakes, washing powder, 
I'm going to have that written more towards an 80 year old than I'm going to have it written to a 25 year old that brings their three prods that they took from their mom on Tuesday to come wash their clothes at college on Thursday. So again, understanding your audience and understanding who you're, you're addressing goes a long way to fixing problems. All right. It says, can you please the last, the last statement I made about tracking and stalking via cookies. Okay. So Google tag manager, Facebook pixels, they put cookies on your own. They basically are putting cookies on your own website. And when somebody comes to your website, that cookie gets placed on their computer. And that's what allows it to get basically follow it around the internet for anywhere from 30 to 90 days. Now, some people have that feature turned off. And I will tell you that Mac has gone out of its way to try to disrupt that flow. Um, in fact, I'm running part of the problem I'm having with my computers. I upgraded it last night and there's some features in here that I don't quite know how to use yet. Um, one of the things that they did is they made, um, a built-in privacy network that runs off of Apple iCloud that cannot be tracked. So as a result, what you end up with is you end up with a whole big thing of, um, a people that may or may not be able to do this, but for the most part, there is people are able to, to do what they need to do. So um, what I'm, what I'm going to say to you guys is that, you know, to kind of go down an AdWords road, to go down a display network road, again, it's a relatively inexpensive way to go ahead and take care of, to take care of all of this. Um, so I, I I would highly, highly recommend at least from now until December the 1st, maybe December the 15th, if you feel like you want to take a shot at that and you have some reasonable amount of budget to do, there's no reason to not consider doing it. Um, but I think what I, 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 oh, while we're on the subject of ads, let's go hop over to our friends at ChatGPT here. Hold on. So you can go to chat.openai and of course we are going along with, um, I I'm still using 3.5, the free version. You can get the paid for version. It's $20 a month. Um, and they only allow so many messages per hour, but the results seem to be the same. So I want to kind of talk through what we can do with this. I can tell it for starters, and I... I'm going to kind of throw this out here to you this way. I am going to say that on some level, it's okay to write your product descriptions with this as long as we kind of massage them. So I may say, say write a friendly description of Tide Pods that are directed to a towards a 45 to 55 age group. And let's see what it comes up with. It's getting slow in its old age, by the way, because everybody and their dog's using it. And you can see it's writing me a nice little description of Tide Pods. Um, 
And you see how it worked in my 45 to 55 junk type. They're game changer. They're pre-measured. There's no guesswork. Boom. And now um, I have, look at all this information it's giving me on Tide Pods. Okay. So now you see it is giving me a nice little thing that says Tide Pods for 45 to 55 year old age group. I may opt not to put that. So what I'm going to say is I'm going to look at this. I'm going to say introducing the amazing, amazing world of I may change this amazing to revolutionary, um, the the revolutionary world of Tide Pods of learning that's relevant. You know, I may fix this up. Um, and I'm going to start to massage this some so that it's going to sound more like Beth and less like whatever this is. But you see what it says, no more lugging heavy laundry detergent bottles, measuring mist liquids or powder detergents. The reason I told it 40 to 50, 45 to 55 is that would be something that those people would know how to do. Now, let's see. Now, I want you also, also to remember that that chat GPT is always building on the previous one. So just like we are having a conversation back and forth, um, this, and let's see if I do this towards, let's do this, 18. So look at how they've changed this. See how this one is much different than the one that I did that we got over here. Now, some of the paragraphs are the same, lovely scents, whether you love fresh, but you know, gone are, notice the powder is out of this because they don't, 18 year olds don't even know that there was powder, right? So you notice it took it out of it, but kept in the, the heavy detergent bottles and messy out liquids and stuff like that. So you see how this is uh, by just by putting this um, and then look, it took it put the hashtag in the bottom and a flower because it's for 18 year olds. Now let's kill this one and let's go to a new chat. I'm going to say, right, a. It's Febreze. All right. And then you say, boom, now I have a, a hundred word description. But if I wanted to do this and I wanted to do this for SEO, and if you notice on each one of these, I'm starting a new one. I'm not, I'm not building on the previous one but i'm going to teach you how to build on the previous one now so this is going to be my new show new one give me 10 keywords for tide pods all right you see now it's kicked out 10 sets of keywords now, remember that I said to you that it builds on the one before it, okay? So what I'm going to now say is, write me a 100-word description 
of tied odds. E. Uh, no, I actually, I forgot product description, 100 word product. site give me a hundred word product description for an e-commerce clothing site um that sells tied pods to people under 30. All right, let's see if it did it. Okay, so for some reason it double returned, but let's see what it's saying. It says, introducing Tide Paws, blah, blah, blah. We can go ahead, dynamic lifestyle, ensure your favorite outfits are pristine. So you see the conditions that I'm putting in are dictating what I'm actually, um, what I'm actually saying here. So that these are the these are the things that we need to we need to look at. So let me go ahead and Get, get some of these questions answered out here. Let's see. Done, 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 done. Okay. Uh, done. That one's canceled. That one's done. All right. It said, what would be the best service-based business such as for a designer service want to collect clients for consulting and leads for ads? And is there a tutorial? Um, okay. I'm going to come back to that one. What do you all know behind chat GPT genius love him or hate him? Do you all know who's behind? No, I don't know that I know the answer to that. I don't even know that I I I don't I don't know who's behind chat GPT. Um I do know that it's made my life a little easier and it's made me have to explain things a little harder. Um and then it says going to put up 300 million marriages in the next decade. Well, there's, well, you can't put 300 million. Okay. Anyway, I don't know what that is though. All right. Now it says you stated that you do not recommend AI relative to marketing on websites. Where do you draw the line? So that's kind of where I'm, this is where I'm kind of saying. Okay. So, and that's a great question because of, of, of how this all works. As a business owner, I'm going to say, I'm very happy to be able to use it to write sales letters. You know, if I wanted to write an email, I wanted to create an email lose letter. I wanted to put something out to my customers um, that I can, you know, manipulate, fix up. And if I'm, especially, you know, I can't tell you through the years how many people say to me, well, I can't write. Well, first of all, when you start out saying anything says I can't, that's a, that's a recipe right there for, you know, uh, failure. Okay. But past, um, past that, um, I'm going to say where I, where I'm going to say, I'm going to draw the line is blog posts and the website itself, like the main guts of the website. And here's why you have to be unique in all you do. That is the primary requirement for success at this point on Google. So if you bring nothing new to a table, 
why would anybody want to use you? Um, if I am going to be an accountant and I'm just going to say, we use an abacus, we count up your money, um, and that's all we do, then I'm going to, I'm going to not bring anything new. But if I come in and I say, we understand, um, we understand the accounting practices. We understand the new tax code. We have innovative solutions to save you money, not cheat the tax system. Um, and you start to enumerate them. You make yourself valuable. And it's just like this class. Okay. So a lot of, uh, you know, when I, when I came in tonight, Lalitha said to me, you never have a presentation and I never have a presentation for starters, because Google could change tonight while I go to bed and I could wake up in a whole new world. And when I do that, um, it's, it's going to be, you know, it's not going to be a good thing because I'm going to have a presentation that's not going to give you guys right up to the moment type of information. Um, so I'm always going to be you know, looking to make sure that um, I'm doing something here that that doesn't that doesn't preclude that. OK, um, but the other thing that I'm going to say to you guys is this, is that um, I lost my Zoom window, which is not a good thing. Hold on. Come back, Zoom window. Come back. All right. Well, I guess it doesn't want to come back. Let me see if I can't find it. Let me say questions and answers. Sorry about that. I'm again, I'm having a really hard time with this two screen problem that's in the wrong order. All because all right. So if you buy a new laptop, make sure you don't buy a new laptop right before you're gonna go on do all this kind of stuff. All right. So um anyway, so with all of that, with that said, I I think you have to be um, the expert on everything you do. And I think you have to have the confidence to be the expert. What I find is that most small business owners do not have that level of confidence about them. You have an idea, you make yourself a job. You don't want to go to work, you know, for somebody else and make somebody else rich anymore. And I, you know, I completely, um, I, I agree with that, you know, so I, I get that. Um, but what what becomes interesting is um, that I I think that we should you know we as as we should what we should be looking at is what makes us unique and why are we unique? Um, what what makes my business different? And I'm going to tell you my business. What makes my business different is me. Um, my approach to it, my understanding of it, my ability to look, I literally can look at it and it jumps off a page at me. I don't know that everybody else out there can, can look at it and see it that way. But for me, from a search engine standpoint, from a, I, because of where I started my career, um, I just intrinsically do it correctly uh, because I learned on a building blocks way, meaning that, you know, everything that you see is a pancake of what it was before. So I, somebody that comes in now that doesn't go look all the way back, um, to, you know, 1996 and 1997 to understand how a search engine worked. Then you're at a great deficit on how, uh, it works now. 
So that that's why I'm that's why I'm kind of saying some of the things I'm saying to you guys, because um, what makes my business unique is me. My staff, I, I said this to somebody in a in a networking thing yesterday um, because they were talking about, should your business be honest? Should your business be um, what is better? And I said, you know, one is I think listening skills are better, but I also think that my business reflects who I am. The people that I hire reflect who I am and the people that I train, they do it the way I would say to do it. So I have no problem standing up at this point in time and coming out and coming to something like this, putting it on my website. And I would be willing to go toe to toe with anybody in my industry and argue a for or against a certain procedure with something. And every one of you in this room should have that same um, approach. Every one of you in this room should have a, um, you know, I am the expert. I know what I'm saying. I know what I'm doing. I know it better than anybody else. I, I, you know, I know it better than anybody in the city of Houston, but I also will say I know it better than probably uh, short of, there's probably about 10 other people in the entire United States of America that know this better than I do. Um, so when I when I make a statement like that, you said 300 million people without jobs. It's about the entire United States of America. Um, you know, I'm saying that out of 300 million people, there's only 10 people that know more than I do. And I, you know, if you asked me when I started my business that question, I probably would have never. I would have had such a humble approach to it all. But now I'm like, you know what? I know it better than anybody. If you think you found somebody that knows it better, go use them. I'll fix it after they break it. That's kind of what my answer is. Um, and that's kind of how I, that's kind of how I approach things. So I, you know, that every one of you in this room should be approaching it that way. So what sets you apart in the AI realm is what sets you apart in, you know, real life, what, how do you approach things? How do you solve problems? How do you deal with things? Um, you know, are you afraid to tell somebody your opinion? I don't need a machine to tell me my own opinion on something. Um, and I'll, and I'll give you an example. I've showed this before. So although some of you that have been here in class, um, in the past, if you wouldn't mind indulging me a second, um, I wrote this article and I used, I was like, I'm just going to mess around with AI and let me see how far I can get with it. And um, I, I sat down and I, and it was a Sunday afternoon. I had thrown dinner on the grill for my dad and I, and um, I, uh, I, I did all of that. And then what I ended up proceeding to do is I ran Google penalties through um, chat, uh, through chat GPT. And I ended up writing a 4,500 word article while I was in the process of cooking stuff on the grill and making our Sunday dinner and doing all of this. But I knew the right questions to ask. I knew the order that I wanted to ask them in. I knew one thing would lead to the next. And then when I got to the very end, all the stuff that wasn't showing up, I knew to ball it up and culminate the article at the end with what my opinion of all of this was. 
The reason I say this to you is because you have to have that level of knowledge about your business to use this in a way that's not going to hurt your business if you intend to use it on your website. If you do not know the subject matter well enough, this is where you start to run into problems, okay? So I think the owners of every business out there are basically subject matter experts, whether they want to admit that or not. Um, I think those of us that are older, we're a little bit more humble and don't want to say how good we are at stuff. And I think those of us that are a little bit younger tend to be very much, I know everything. And oh, by the way, I don't know what I don't know. And I'll figure it out when I get there. So you, in order to use this program properly, you have to have enough confidence in your own opinion to be able to bake that opinion into these pages. Because if you don't, you are not adding to the embetterment of the internet. You are not meeting the, the criteria for which you need to meet. And then the question becomes, why are you even doing it in the first place? Um, and I think that's, that's what this problem, that's what this problem is that I say. So I, I think everybody needs to go into this lightly, but confidently. You need to use it sparingly as an, a research tool and not as a way to put stuff out that, you know, just I'm going to go throw this out. Chat GPT is going to write it for me and it's going to be awesome. And we're going to go on our, on our merry way. You have to show why you're a rock star. And every one of you that are in a class at 715 at the end of September on a, on a Wednesday night, in my book are a rock star for being here because you care enough about your business to get continuing education to figure out what you're going to do to be a winner. So that's kind of where I look, come down on the AI piece of this is where too much when when you don't have anything to add and you can't add something to it, this is not the mechanism or the vehicle to go add something that you don't know. It's a way to refine what you do know and present it in a better way than maybe you know how to present it. But you have to have the base knowledge. You can't depend on knowledge from it to be able to produce unique content because it's not going to happen. What makes you unique is you. So I, I know that sounds like um, a fortune cookie. Um, and I'm not meaning it to be, but I think these are the ways that we have to approach AI. And if we don't approach them properly, we're going to have a problem. Um, uh, my friend Marie had a question and I didn't answer, I didn't answer it. I told her I would come back and I, and I need to, I do need to come back to that. I kind of marked it as red and I missed it. It said, what would be the best way for the service-based business, such as a design service, which is what she is wanting to collect collecting clients for consultation leading to design projects. So we've kind of talked this. I think you're an expert on design. You need to be putting content up about design. Now, every time I go to your website and I look to see what you've done, you haven't met that challenge. So you're not doing anything to my, to my mind that makes you look like an expert in what you do. So I, I, I don't, I'm not saying you're not, and, I, and I'm not meaning that in any, in any way, but if you don't put that out there and I'm going to tell you this class ends up on the internet, each and every time I do one, these classes end up on the internet with the write up underneath them. I'm putting them out there because what's happening is other people are seeing them. Other people are listening to them. Other people are hearing them and they're calling me and saying, Hey, I need your help. So 
I am demonstrating every time I do one of these classes that I am an expert in bringing. So I get the Google rankings. I get the people. All these things are gelling and co Co coalescing simply because I'm taking the effort to be an expert. You're not going to get somebody. You could put up all the ads you want, and and you should know this. I mean, um, you know, if somebody was going to to come and design my house, um, they better have a little bit of baseball, a little bit of Italy, a large TV, maybe a gaming console, uh, and a big old comfy recliner. If you were going to come and do so to come and show me a living room that's white with black pillows and monochromatic and uh, it not it's not happening. Uh, if you did that to me, I'd say, oh, my God, my dogs are going to make my sofa messy in a week and I'll have to get a new sofa. So I have these two little dogs that are just, you know, they they they're just cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs with everything that they do. So um I don't, I don't, I don't, I need to hear that you listen. I need to see that you are willing to uh, interface with me in a way that I can tell that you're willing to put in a, you know, a gaming system thing that would like help complement my room and do it the way I want. Well, we're not putting a basketball hoop on the wall because that'd be a little silly, but you know, I, I think that, you know, I'm I'm a comfortable kind of person and I that's what I would want. I don't like stuffing it up tight. So you for me to pick you off the Internet and to get design leads, I would think your listening skills needed to be demonstrated. Um, maybe you need to do a, a, a roundtable discussion or a design consultation on the Internet that people can see how you interact with people. Um, you know, I know I've known you for a while now, so I, you know, you're a nice person and all that, but I mean, I wouldn't know that from a stationary website. So if you're not thinking about, um, handling it that way, you might, um, you might want to take a shot at trying to put up some videos, sitting down with your customers. Uh, there's nothing to say you can't have a, you know, the old fashioned coffee talk like they used to do on Saturday night live that you're sitting in the, you know, at the table and you're just sitting and talking and doing something like that. I think, I think people would be willing to start to follow some, especially if you're given design tips, maybe you do one-on-one -on -one with two different types of designers. Um, there's a whole lot of, of things like that. All right. It says, I would like to move to my next class, which is protocol aiming at tackling centralized commerce platforms like Amazon. Good luck with that. Um, that is a whole nother art form all in and of itself. Amazon's a tough, tough, uh, tough venue. So um, good luck on that class. And you'll let it, you'll have to come back and let us know how you made out. So, um, but anyway, I, I just, I feel like you guys need to have, you know, some kind of, you know, you need to have some kind of interactive way to be able to, to, to highlight that you know what you're doing. Okay, so let me see what's going on over here. It says, how do you feed stuff into chat GPT? Okay, John, what do you mean feed stuff into chat GPT? You want, you want to explain that one? Because I don't know what that means. Um, it's all in how I answer and ask the question. It's not, um, there's not necessarily a, um, you know, they, it, they're going out and scraping the internet is how that's getting in there. Um. So uh, anyway, let's go back to chat GPT for a little bit here too. You said you fed, fed, fed chat GPT with error. 
I don't know what I said. I don't know what I said. I fed it with errors. Oh, well, it comes out with errors. And and if you don't, what I will say is if you don't under if you don't under if if you don't understand the the core promise, the core premise of this, you're gonna run into trouble. Okay, so here, let's go back. If I so this one here, this chat here is still on my screen, so I'm gonna use it. And it was talking about concrete contractors. Um, and how to prepare for winter, okay? So this was one of the things I was working on. If I now say, I put, give me 10 ways to repair a shoe. We may start to see things in there, say patching holes and tears. You're going to start to see it's going to get a little bit. Now, it's not unreasonable. Remember some cable. All right. So that one kind of stayed okay. But usually if you bunk these windows up, it's going to use the first window. Um, it may, it, it starts to talk gibberish the more you the more you put you put this in here. So the more stuff you put and the more it outputs, it uses the chat before it and it starts to start to say gibberishy kind of things. So this is where, and then once sometimes it starts to run out of what it's trying to say. Um, so, I mean, there is that aspect to it as well. So let's talk about some of the prompts that we can use, okay? Um, we can say, Write a friendly sales letter to a female client that wants to remodel her kitchen. All right, so it's going to give me this, and it's it's going to give me this. And it's going to give me points of what I want to do. And it's going to put it all together. And now I have a sales letter that I can cut and paste um, what I want to do. Tailored design, quality materials, craftsmanship, clear communications, blah, 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 blah. And off I go. I actually would pick this right off the screen and use it just as it is. Um, I have no problem doing that. Um, so... Uh, one of the questions I have here, it says, where does chat GPT generate information from? So what it did in its most simplest way is it went out and it scraped the internet and it understands what the relationship of words are. Now, Google has been making, you've heard me say before that in 2013, Google went in and defined every word in the English language with what they thought the user intent was. Um, and because they did this, uh, they sometimes get confused. And my best my best example of that is uh, painter, uh, house painter versus Monet. Monet's an artist to them, not a painter. Uh, so Thomas Kincaid is the artist of light, not the painter of light, according to Google. So because of how they define words. 
So they went in, made a gigantic repository of all this information. They've scraped it from all over the internet, every piece it is. And that's why, as I'm saying, you have to be unique and you can't use this as it is. If there, if you pull something out of ChatGPT and put it on your website, it already exists in the internet somewhere. It's already there. And because it's already there, it's it, it's you're already you're not adding to the embedderment of it. So that's why Google says they know where it came from, because they know that it went out, it scraped it. This information was out there. You've added nothing better to the Internet. You've not made it better. You've not put an opinion forth. You've not done anything because this is all from scraped information. Uh, Jenna says, where should we be putting the content that shows that we're an expert? So I put it mostly on my blog. Um, I have a blog, I have a podcast, um, and I use the YouTube channel and I kind of have my own little system of what I did. And this is a good question. If you can do what I'm doing with this, it's going to help you. Okay. Because and I, and I say this and inevitably somebody in the room will stick their hand up if I was doing this in person and say, oh no, that's not me. Okay. But the younger folks like to watch it in a video, the middle-aged folks um, that I'm going to define that are 30 to 45, like to listen it to it in audio. And then anybody over 45 usually likes to read it first before they invest any type of time in something that they don't know what it's going to be. So when I started to look at how people um, interact with content and, you know, then there's the whole auditory that you learn by listening. There's the other, the other, um, that is, I learned by um, reading and then other people are visual learners. So when you put all of that together, um, I came up with a way to do this um, so that it covers everything. So we're gonna, we just, actually we were running, a, this was last month's class and we've kind of been running a little bit behind on this thing. Um, oh, it says other that Yeah, hold on, I'll, I'll get to that. That's that's a good question that that was just put up there. All right, so let me let me just kind of go down here. It says auditing your website, uh, basic rules are everywhere. So you see, we have an audio file that you can listen to in your car, and we also have a video file uh, down here that got uploaded to YouTube, which is the replay of this class. But what we did is we go in and we actually replay the class and then write an article and not a transcript. And the reason I'm saying to do it this way, and this is kind of because the older people, maybe the ones that are maybe are a little bit more apt to be the buyers are going to scan this article to see if there's even anything in it for them. And if there's something in it for them, they may opt to watch the video or they may assign and, be, and join the podcast so that they're alerted that there's a new podcast each and every time. Okay. Oddly enough, I don't know that I think I ever thought this would happen, but I've had over 10,000 listens to this thing. So it's kind of been a little bit um, surprising to me that how how far my little Houston thing that we've been doing here at, at HCC, how far out it's gotten now. Um, and and I'll, all cards on the table is before COVID, I said I never would put this thing on the internet because it would hurt our attendance. And it really hasn't hurt our attendance. I actually have people coming from all over the country now, as opposed to just wherever I am. So, okay. 
So we've got we've got this going on. So this is how I do it. So if you wanted to show that you were an expert, I would take it. I would put it on my blog. I would shoot a video with and and I tell you something I know is every one of you know how to use Zoom because that's what you're using to watch me. You can flip that around, put yourself on the Zoom camera, actually make it live and um, take it and record it. And then you actually have your video. So you can utilize Zoom. You don't have to make a big elaborate theatrical um, uh, production out of it. You can literally just do a Zoom meeting and talk to your computer, talk about what you want to what you want to do. Um, and as as a result, you can then take it and put it out on YouTube. You can put it on Facebook. You can put it on social media anywhere you want. But it all emanates and off this website. And because I'm hitting it how I'm hitting it, I get lots of credit for being an expert because of how much these files are listened to, how much they're followed, how you know how they're you know, how they're assembled, how they're put together and what's, what's what with them. So I'm going to, I'm going to say to you that, that if you follow this recipe, this recipe is going to end up helping you, I think a lot to be able to move the ball forward. So, um, that's a, that's a whole piece to it there. Um, next question says other AI besides tap Jack chat GPT to create content paid or free. Um, can you get a link to what, where my, my podcast is? Yeah, here, hold on. Just grab this. We'll just, let me just uh, go back to the main blog page. Hold on. And hopefully this will be end up by next week, a replay of this particular class. Okay. Um, I, I think that, to try to make people understand that you actually know what you're doing, that this would be a good time to, to, to look at some of this and to do some of this and to get some of this talking going on with your customers. The thing is, is that by the time somebody contacts you, they probably are 80% through the buying decision anyway. So the more stuff that you can put in front of them at any given time is probably going to be the better better route to take with it. Okay. So, um, I just, I really can't stress that piece enough to put these pieces on the website and to put them up there. Um, you know, you can say that you're an accountant, but to come here, turn your camera on and start talking about accounting issues and problems that you see small business owners have it. Hey, why should I spend down my revenues before the end of the year? What is the benefits of that? And what is the tax savings attached to spending that level of money? So that's something to look at. All right. So let's see the question over here that says free paid. Okay. There are other, there are many other uh, AI tools out there. Jasper's another one. It's about $500 a year. Um, it, it, there's oodles of them out there. Um, actually, even Microsoft uh, has theirs out there now. Um, and as does Google. Uh I'm going to tell you that you're going to have to evaluate each one of them. What I will say is that that article that I put up that I showed you that I did with ChatGPT, what else I did is I took the ChatGPT paragraphs that I wanted to use and I ran them through Jasper again 
to and told Jasper to rewrite those paragraphs for me. So the paragraphs that you saw are two levels deep through uh, AI software. I didn't just do one AI software and pull it out. I actually took the, the output of one AI software and put it into an other AI engine um, to do that. They're out there. Um, I think you have to use the ones that you're comfortable with. Uh, what I will say is there's some people out there claiming that they can spot AI software in tools. Um, I have one that I use. Inevitably, I can take an article and it's wrong about whether it actually is AI or not. So if I write something with AI and run it, run that page through it, it's not detecting it. Um even if I leave it unfettered. So I, I'm going to tell you that where I want you to come down on AI is what have I added to the conversation? If you have nothing to add, no, Jasper's not free. Uh, Chat GPT is free. That's why, I, that's why I'm kind of telling you to use that one because that's the best and the freest one out there. Sorry about that. Um, so I, uh, I really strongly, I, you know, I strongly say, I kind of keep going back to chat GPT because it keeps seeming to give the best results long-term. Um, I do want to issue a warning on something as we talk through these, well, you know, I, I feel like small business owners need to stick together. Uh, chat GPT is free. I think our, um, and BARD is built into Google. So that's Google's own engine. So if I'm trying to fool Google, I wouldn't know that I would use Google's own engine to try to get something by them. I'm just going to say, um, if you're going to write it, use it to write a business letter, fine. But if you're going to try to write copy for your website with it, I'm going to say that they're probably going to know where you got it from. Just a hunch. Um, so I'm, I'm going to point that out. But what was I going to say? Business owners stick together. All right, so I want to talk about the legalities of some of this, okay? Um, you know, I always say this phrase, and I always make myself, I crack myself up. When the internet started, um, there was not a lot of intellectual property law on the books, okay? And because there was not a lot of intellectual property law on the books, Laws got interpreted differently and maybe not as forthright as we would we would like them to be. As cut and dry, maybe that's the better way to say it. So there is people and big corporations that their employees have gone and taken these chats off the internet. Um, run it through chat GPT and just put it up the way it is. And they now have copyright lawsuits sitting on their desk because there's nobody understands who this content truly belongs to. And what I'm going to say is if I go back to what I did in my article and how I did it, I could completely defend the position that that article is my article. Because more than 50% of that article was written by me. Um, the remaining balance of it, um, I changed enough and altered enough that it's got my fingerprints all over it. So they, I believe it would be very hard pressed to try to claim any copyright infringement. 
Um, depending on what you put up there, this is why you have to actually also read it. You actually could be called, you could be advertising for your competitors. You could be utilizing stuff that may or may not be right and advocating for it. And you may be using copyrighted and trademarked material that you now owe money for using because you use the trademark or something inappropriately. I do not think this is a panacea for every person that doesn't write well. Okay. So I think that's one of the things I'm going to throw out there. Um, so I, I caution you to make sure that you're not, you're not copying word for word or using this word for word. And even before I said, I would have used that sales letter word for word. I probably would have changed enough of it to make sure I'm not violating copyright code. Um, I think that's, you have a good evening, Willie. Thank you for coming. I think that this becomes a, something that we really need to look at and consider. And if you're not really good at copyright law, you better understand that you have to be rewriting a great portion of the material. And if you don't, um, you're going to start um, maybe pre- having a problem. So, um, anyway, so I just, I'm just trying to kind of throw these things out there at you and, um, let you know, Kristen, what's the matter? All right. Okay. I'll be right there. So, um, I'm, you know, I'm trying to, trying to go through all this and go go down this and go go make sure that we're addressing all everything um so you can use chat gpt to create your ads like we talked about we can have it to create the ads like we talked about we can um use it to write business letters we can use it to write product descriptions um, you notice I'm not saying we can use it to write blog posts. I don't know if you've noticed that I've kind of really skirted that and I've not really said that you could do that. Um, we could use it to do product research and use uh, compare and contrast two items. So let's say I'm a roofer and I say compare, let's do a new chat, okay? Compare and contrast. Roofing materials, especially asphalt and composite. Well, composite singles the same and metal roofing. All right, so it's going to now go put that out, but I could use that as a basis to start my roofing shingle a page of what I want to talk about, because what it's going to do, if I was going to write a roofing shingle page now, and I offered asphalt shingles, composite shingles, like we all know, I would have one that says cost and durability and maintenance and energy efficiency and environmental impact. And I might use them as the bullet points on the front of my 
roofing shingle material page. I may not put all these things here, but I may I may do this in a different in a different way, which is utilize them and you you see them. Um, let me see here. I can show you on my own website here. Hold on a second. Let's see those services. Okay, if you come down here, so wrong page SEO. Let's see if it's this one here. Yeah, you can come down and you can see these would be like what if I asked it, what are services an SEO agency would offer? These might be some of the ones that they come up with. So you see that I have, you know, three, six, nine, whatever I've got going on here. Blah, 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 blah. So I, I just want you to understand, you know, that you can utilize this to take and create those elements of the website, but you can't utilize them to, to put them out on the website that way. At least that's my, that's my opinion on it. Does plagiarizing become an issue of using? Yeah, see, that's what I kind of was trying to say. I don't like to use the word plagiarizing because I, I think it makes a, there's a malice maybe to a plagiarization. You're not plagiarizing something. It's an it's a um, aggregated amount of content. So um, I don't know if that's the, truly the right word for it, but I do think that the, I have seen copyright lawsuits out there on things that you know put this put this stuff out there and and do all of this. So um, I think that um, I think we need to uh, look you know, look at that hard. And the best way to stay out of it is to make sure you rewrite some of it um, and make it your own. So the ideas are your own. The sentence structure is your own. You know, when I write something, it's very apparent that I wrote it because I tend to write in compound sentences and, you know, I go on and on and on. So I, everybody knows I wrote it just because of, so I tend to take the things and embrace the things that make me me and put them in those pages. Um, John says a rule of thumb on the frequency of posting. Well, um, you know, I, I do as I say, not as I do. I mean, I think if you are to be taken seriously and you want to be, um, I'm going to use the word an influencer, or you want to be somebody that is active and you want to end up with something like that, you should be, have a plan to do something once a week. Now, I, what I, at least once a week, what I will say to you is that you could do an aggregated amount of work and then take it and space it out and schedule it. So sometimes we'll, you know, we'll take two, three, four, five pages, post them on the same day, but spread them out so that um, that time goes over um, at a later date. So that's the kind of stuff that, you know, you got to look at and that you want to look at with stuff before you, you do it, but I, I, you know, I, the, the more fresh you are, the more valid you are, the more valid you are, the more active you look, the more active you look, the more, you know, if you, and just think about it, you go to a website and I mean, I find myself doing this. If there's no blog, I'm like, okay, there's no blog that there's no blog. Huh? Hmm. If I go to a blog and there's nothing posted on it for, um, you know, six months, I'm wondering if that business is still in business. You know, so you always want to look active and awake and alive and that you're vibrant and your business is vibrant and that it's growing and that it's not, you know, passing on having your web presence solid is probably not a good idea. 
Um, and I'm, I'm also going to say this, especially if you sell in products for Christmas that come all the way back for this, because you want people to know that if there's a problem or they need to do a return, that you're there. Um, so you always want to have a way to look like you're up to date on things in my, in my opinion, I, I'm going to just say that's my, that's my opinion on it. Um, so, um, you know, that just try to stay frequent. I mean, and, and, you know, you, you're a score advisor, so you could, you know, people starting a new business, uh, you could do something on, you know, um, why wait to January 1st to start a new business or why October is the busiest month to get stuff ready. Or, you know, there's so much that you could do as a business advisor, um, it, you know, on this, on these subjects, even coming up on the end of the year. I mean, what I, what I will say is that as we start to progress through this, I am going to do a year in review that's going to talk about, you know, we're going to revisit chat again. I mean, don't not make a mistake there. Um, but we're going to we're going to look at all of this and we're going to talk about all of this. And where are we and where do I see this going? You know, right now, Google put a new update in and they're basically the update is crazy. And I think they're going to have to roll it back, although they seem to be digging their heels in and saying they're not going to. But. Like when you put something in, you're getting Reddit sites and people on Reddit that, you know, one minute they're playing their sitar um, and collecting music and the next minute they're writing a legal page. You know, I, there's no way to ferret out what's right and what's wrong at this point. So they, they're they, the way people are making fun of their latest update that they're they're looking for. Where do you appear? Are you an influencer? Are Do people come and trust you? Does the internet see your name? Like me, I walked into a luncheon yesterday and somebody says, hey, you know, I see your name go by every day because Score's sending me emails and your name's in it. I didn't know you did that until I just met you. All right. So I had met them maybe the last month or two for some for this networking thing I was at. But it was enough that they started to see my name go by and then stop me and said, you know, hey, I see your name going by and all this stuff. So, I mean, you want to get out ahead of all this. You want to um, make sure. So we're going to talk about how does that look and what does that look like in 2023? And that's going to be coming up, you know, in the next next 12 months as well. So we, we have that going on also. Um, one, a few things that have come out is Google saying links don't count as much as they used to. I probably believe that they're looking for more, you know, social signals and that you're an authority in your field. Um, and people that are authorities in their fields, they do appearances and they, they're in different places and they show up and, you know, you don't see Beth Guide's name just on Beth Guide's website. You see it on HCC, you see it at the SBDC, you see it at Chambers of Commerces. Um, you see that I have these classes throughout the city on a regular basis. Um, you know, there's Google understands that I am very much busy in my community, that I am a leader, that I'm a thought leader, and they reward me and my website as such. Um, that should be the bar that you're going for. Uh, that should be how you're approaching this. And as we come into the holiday season, I think what I want to kind of back up and summarize is stick with the website you got. Make sure you're marketing emails back out to your customers and touching them on a regular basis. If you are running a blog, make sure that blog gets emailed to your customers. 
Make sure those blog posts get posted on social media. So that's another thing we can do. Make sure that um, if somebody bought some cigars for from you and you know that, you know, that historically they've bought cigars from you every three months and you don't hear from them to the fourth month, you need to be emailing them on month four saying, hey, this is our latest selection of cigars. As you get more sophisticated and more knowledge, you know, if they, you know, that they smoke a Robusto cigar, then what you want to be putting out is a Robusto cigar. Um, that's what you want to be sending them. So you want to get sophisticated enough that you can actually send them offers for the cigars that they actually smoke and not just, um, Hey, you know, 10% off your favorite cigar. Not that I'm just, it's just, you know, things that I'm kind of throwing out there to you for this. So just so we kind of understand what I'm, what I'm saying. So, um, if you're, you know, you're, if you sell garden supplies, then you need to be talking about fall gardens. You need to be talking about spring gardens. You need to be talking about gift ideas for the gardener. I mean, that's a popular search. So if you sell something and you know it's a popular, it's something popular, then what are the what are gift ideas for that person? You know, I mean, I'm a gamer. What would be a gift idea for me? Um, you know, I, I do photography. Great gift idea for me is memory cards. Anybody want to buy me memory cards? I'm happy. I will always take them because as you know, most photographers, they will run out of memory cards. You know, um, the other thing I find myself buying a lot is, uh, extra external hard drives because I'm deathly afraid of losing my photos. So I move them from hard drive to hard drive. So these are things that, you know, camera bag, a new back time. I mean, there's just certain things that, you know, based on what somebody's habits are that you should be out and offering them. I mean, winter's coming. So maybe, you know, there's a new, you know, there's a new um, uh, thing for Photoshop that you can offer <coughs> that highlights winter photography. So there's a lot of different things that are going on here that you need to reach out to your customers and take it to them. And you need to take it to them as you as an expert in the industry and not just, um, hey, I sell this. I showed up today. You need to be likable. You need to be believable and you need to be an expert in all you do. Um, and it's not too late for this holiday season to do that. Uh, the other thing is don't offer too many choices. So if you sell pens, put your top three pens up. Don't say we sell 250 pens because the human brain cannot handle making a decision out of 250 choices. You're better to lay three out in front of somebody um, and do that. And, you know, as you're thinking about how to do things, there's this awesome site out there and it's called Amazon. And when in doubt, go look at what they do. So this is what I... This is what I'm doing. I'm going to share share my little Amazon screen so you can kind of see my my world here. So I need to buy a 27 inch monitor, and I have that in my account. So it reminded me to pick up where I left off. I keep looking at new backpacks because mine is it got a tear in it, and I keep saying, "Do I want to spend 126 dollars for a new backpack, or what do I want to do?" Um. I have a friend that wants me to buy an electric bicycle. So as you can see, it's reminding me that I might need to go get an electric bicycle. Um, and I just bought a printer at Costco, so that one can go away. Uh, and then we have my subscriptions that it wants to remind me that I might be out of. And then we have all the stuff that I buy for my dog. So 
you know, uh, it reminds me constantly. The other thing it knows is that these Funko Pop things, whatever they are, that Christmas is coming and I've got people that buy that. So this whole website is designed to interact with me the way that I interact with it. Um, it knows what I've looked for. It knows what I'm looking for. It knows what I buy. In fact, frankly, if anybody ever went in my my Amazon account, they would never, everybody says I'm the hardest person to buy a gift for. All you have to do is go in my Amazon account and you would know what to buy me. It's that simple, you know? So um, some of it, it'll tell you whether I actually bought it for myself and don't anybody buy me grits. They're actually for my father. But that the moral of the story here for you guys is, you know, there's just so many different ways to touch people and to interact with people that you guys need to make sure that you're reaching out and doing it. If if you know it's time to spend down your money um, because you're an accounting company or an accounting firm and you know that the best thing you can do is tell your customers, spend down what they have so they don't have extra cash on hand before the end of the year, then do that. That's the, That's a good thing to do. Um, you know, you want to, you want to do as much of that as you possibly can. Um, because in doing that, you end up with a situation where you're reaching out, people have confidence in what they're getting from you and they have confidence in who you are. Um, I, I have time for a few questions. If anybody has any, um, we're right up, we're coming up here on eight o'clock and, um, I just, you guys have been a little bit more quiet from the, from the question standpoint than you usually are. I mean, I, I guess all I have to do is say build my website in WordPress and then we can be on that subject for 40 hours. But um, that's everybody's favorite topic around here is what, how do I build my website? But um, anyway, does anybody have any questions or Sabia, do you want to tell, is there anything that you need to tell them about or anything? Because I, I think I'm to a stopping spot on everything I have to say. Um, no, we do have an upcoming event coming up. Um which is a lender borrow matchup. Uh, I can share a little bit of the tweets with you all. Yeah, why don't, why don't you do that? Okay, let me just put that on the chat. Getting listed in directories, what does that mean, Ratna? You mean, how do you get listed in a directory? You usually just have to go to them and get listed in them. Um, most of them have a path into them to do it. Uh, and it's usually pay, pay for play in a lot of cases. Um, you know, you can, you know, I, I just told somebody to go sign up for best of the web for the backlink value of it. It was kind of funny. I was like, oh, wait, we, we need to go do this. So that would be, that would be something, I mean, is that, if that's what you're asking, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Sorry about that, Sabia. We had, we just had a question pop up. No problem. Uh, you can take some more questions. I'm just trying to find the right uh, link for this. Does anybody have any more questions? You guys have been like way too darn quiet tonight. That's why we finished a little early. I sent a link to review the homepage of a web. May I send you a link? Yes, you can send me a link to review the homepage of a website. You know that I do that. That's the other thing you can do. You all can send me a link and I'll review your website. I do that for everybody on a regular basis. Okay, this one says, my recommendations are for what? 
Um, it just says your recommendations, question mark. So I don't know what that was referring to. I just saw that pop up. And yeah, John, just send me an email with it and I'll take a look at it for you. No, no problem. Thank you. Uh, we do a lot of reviews of websites, a lot of critiquing of websites. I, 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 I have no problem sitting down with you guys and working with you on stuff like that. Um, okay, go ahead. Shoot, tell them what you got. You got three minutes. All right, this is the uh, lender matchmaking event that we have on the October 11th. It's going to be at Amy Pace campus. Um, and um, if you are looking into any sort of funding for a business, this is the best event because this is more like, um, um, you know, a one-on-one -on -one, uh, interaction with the lenders, which is like the speed dating and you get options to meet three different lenders uh, and, you know, propose your business plan to them. And you can take it from there, whatever suits uh, best for your business. Okay. All right. Um, a, a Leaf Campus as well. I think you said right. You said yes, it was at the at a, -Leaf a Leaf Campus. Campus correct. The the A Leaf the one that's there on Westheimer and Hayes Road. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So it's at Westheimer. It's at Westheimer and Hayes Road at the campus there. That's 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 right behind the Holiday Inn there. Yes. When they click on this link, they will uh, be able to see all the location as well. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I will say, you know, the business, by the time we get to January, the business plan competition is going to ramp itself back up again. So this is a good, uh, precursor. Um, okay. it's this question says, are you available to assist individuals with setting up websites? That's what I do. I set up websites. I build websites. I rank websites. I host websites. If the word website is involved with the sentence, probably the word Beth appears in the sentence as well. That's, that's, you know, if that's what it has to do with. So you, you're welcome to call my office, my staff or myself will, you know, get back to you on that. Um, does anybody, if any, does anybody have any other questions before we sign off for tonight? Cause we're right at eight o'clock. So. Right. I've also yeah. attached uh, a flyer for it. Uh, if anybody wants to click and see more information about the lender matchmaking. Oh, so it says <laughs> where did I present? Yeah. It's Beth at vertical. Uh, it's Beth at verticalweb.com. Yeah. Beth, I think the question that they were asking was, is a rule of thumb on frequency of posting? John asked that question, and then it followed with your recommendation. So how often should they be posting things? Anytime, anywhere from daily to once a week. I mean, whatever they, the more they do, the better off they're going to be. Okay. Uh, if you can only do once a month, you only can do once a month. But the more you do, the better off you're going to be. Because how's somebody going to take you seriously that you, and how's Google going to take you seriously? That I mean, I guess that's the other the other piece of it. Thank you. Um, this question says, will the recording be emailed? So what we do is um, I put it, the, rec the recording itself won't be, but we'll put it on my website. It'll have the writing up on it. And if you've joined our mailing list, we will make sure that you get a notification that the that the post is up. So that's kind of how we've been doing it for all these years is we kind of throw it on the website and then we let you guys know that, hey, the post is up on the website. So you can come come grab it from there if you want. Just remember to do these, a bunch of these things that we talked about tonight, especially during the holiday season, because, you know, it's it's really the busiest time of year for most businesses. So just make sure that you get that to, to, to do some of these things. And really kind of retouching and retargeting is probably one of the best things that you can do.
Um, and you know, as stupid as this is going to say, ask for the sale. Make sure that you ask for the sale. That's another thing that I find that business owners don't do is they forget to ask. So anyway, I'm, I'm out and uh, I will talk to you all soon. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ben. You're welcome. We'll see everybody in November. Yeah, thank you. Or October, October, not November. October. I forgot all about October. So, all right. We'll see you next month. All right. Bye-bye.